Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. Super excited to welcome Ashley Pledger onto the podcast today. Ashley is the founder of Vitality CryoCare in Salisbury in Berlin, Maryland, and she is a cryo specialist. So today we're going to talk about the history of cryotherapy, what cryotherapy is, the benefits of it, the contraindications or things that you should be maybe a little concerned about of it. Um, but in general, this seems like a really awesome thing. And I'm excited because I actually tried cryotherapy. So if you stick around to the end of the episode, you're actually going to hear my thoughts uh, after the uh, first session that I had there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to work with you today. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. For people who might not be familiar with you, or maybe they haven't heard about this whole cryocare thing, would you mind filling them in a little bit about who you are and what cryocare is, what cryotherapy is? Yeah, so for sure. So um, who I am, uh, so uh, as you said, my name's Ashley. Um, I'm the owner of Vitality Cryocare uh, in Salisbury. We are the first whole body uh, cryotherapy clinic, facility, whatever you want to call it, uh, on the Eastern Shore. Uh, and we really started with the first client approach in mind. Um, and really what whole body cryotherapy is, I can start from the beginning because that really makes it easy. Um, the origin of cryo, we've known for millennia now that cold water application can help with immune system, reducing inflammation, reducing swelling. Um, but it wasn't really until recently that the cold cure, as I like to say, was fully understood. So they were really kind of using it intuitively. Um, and so the last decade, they really found that the mechanisms that help alleviate the cold, um, they've become better understood, so to speak. Um, and so it was based off the work of some Japanese scientists, a Japanese rheumatologist uh, in the early 70s. They learned that the benefits of the cold on pain and inflammation are a direct proportion to the temp reduction achieved by the skin thermoreceptors. Um, so in short, our nervous system is always, our bodies are always evaluating the outside temperatures, right? Homeostasis, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So our bodies adjust accordingly and brief controlled applications of the cold can cause the body to engage its most powerful healing mechanisms. But and as awesome as that sounds, all cold's not created equal. So ice, cold water, cold air that we experience outside, they can help, but there's limitations uh, to how much they can actually chill our thermoreceptors. Um, and so it's now known that it's the temp and the speed in order to achieve what essentially we want to achieve. So enter whole body cryotherapy into the chat. Um, or hypercooled air therapy. There's so many different names to it nowadays. There's partial whole body, there's whole body with the heads involved because there's all different kinds of cabins that are now created. Um, but essentially that's working with temperatures that are unworldly, um, negative, as low as negative 190, uh, negative 220, uh, negative 250. So extremely, extremely cold temperatures. Um, and so it was first utilized by a Japanese rheumatologist right around 1978 in the early 80s or so. And he found significant benefit with his patients. And so that's how it all started with whole body cryotherapy is that it's a modality for helping with chronic pain and inflammation because we know they typically run hand in hand. 
Um, in the 80s, it went to Europe. And so they really grabbed onto the research. It just boomed. Um, and they studied it intensively, whether it wasn't applied in sports medicine or other various disciplines. Um, in European countries, this whole body cryotherapy is seen and accepted as a medical treatment, um, as an integral part of countries' preventative health uh, and care regimens. Um, the United States got our first cabin, or we were introduced to whole body cryotherapy uh, in 2008, around 2010. Um, so we really haven't had it for very long. And you're really talking, not going back for very long, you know, four or five decades at most that we've really started to understand how cold therapy can benefit. So, um, so many things, reducing inflammation, chronic pain. Um, there's numerous studies to show that when uh, cryotherapy, it helps circulating levels of inflammatory cytokines. So this, the histamines, um, I can also help by improving that circulation. So sending more nutrients, which blood to tendons, muscles, ligaments, cartilage. So the systemic circulatory that's experienced within whole body versus an ice bath because of how cold it is and how our body responds, um, it has almost a regenerative effect on our tissues. Um, so it is an absolutely fantastic modality, a symptom manager for those that um, are looking for something else that haven't uh, maybe found that extra piece in their puzzle. Um, it's a great tool in one's tool belt. Um, I like to say it's the world's best kept secret for pain and inflammation simply because of how it activates our body and because it activates that fight or flight mechanism and because it really is the only thing in the world that can activate our fight or flight such as it does as fast and efficient as it does as well yeah yeah definitely and you bring up an interesting point on the fight or flight and the role of cortisol and that sort of thing here is you know as a general statement i think the majority of individuals in america are living in a state of what we call chronic inflammation we talked about this in detail with uh, Dr. Sierra Baines on the podcast recently, how we have heightened levels of cortisol. We have a abnormal stress response, or we have individuals who go into some type of stress-related thing for minor inconveniences of over their day, right? Maybe, maybe their name wasn't spelled correctly on the coffee cup at the coffee shop that morning, and that for some reason activates a very heightened stress uh, cascade. Uh, when in reality, that shouldn't be what's causing us to be stressed. That's not a fight or flight level thing. That's not a life or death level thing. That's not us running from a saber toothed tiger. That's just a minor inconvenience. So sometimes I feel like there's a lot of value and benefit in exposing our body to something that's going to kind of reset that process, something that's going to actually get us into that fight or flight mode and not just the minor inconveniences that cause stress and heightened levels of cortisol, but something that will actually cause that physiological adaptation. So I love that you brought that up. And, you know, as you were talking, I couldn't help but realize you mentioned some very cold temperatures here. Um, you know, yes. I used to think that like 20 degrees outside was a cold day and we're talking about negative uh, 200, you said. Um, For sure. So, so I'd imagine that there's a little bit of a shock when people first get exposed to this. It is. <laughs> I have a lot of people that will say it's intense. Um, I will have other people that uh, majority of what I hear is that was it. 
Um, you know, because it's so cold, we can only work with such extreme temperatures. And it sounds negative 190, negative 250. It sounds crazy, right? It sounds cold. It's the temperatures of Titan, one of Saturn's moons. So, you know, you can't really go there. So why are we thinking we can do whole body cryotherapy? Well, it's really because the times are so short and because there's no moisture involved, it is so comfortable. Yes, it's cold. It has to be cold in order for it to work. That's really the name of the game. But it's really like, it's not what anybody thinks at the end of the day. Um, I have somewhat adapted in my approach that I really take the time to try to talk to my first time clients because a lot of people don't have great experiences when it comes to the cold. Um, that's what we hear the most is I don't like to be cold. Nobody likes to be cold. I'm a creature of comfort. Who wants to get, you know, who wants to be hot? Who wants to be cold? Who wants to sweat? Um, but like you said, a stress on the body, we have to, you know, heat stress, cold stress, whether it's exercising. And this is just that it's a stressor that we're placing on the body. Um, it's not intense, whereas an ice bath is going to take your breath away and you kind of have to really self-regulate and come off that ledge and okay, let's breathing is very important during cryotherapy, but it doesn't have that initial shock. Um, cabins are designed to be, uh, more of a state of comfort, uh, and drop the levels very quickly because that's what we need to achieve. As I say, we have to drop you really quick, really get you really cold, really quick, but it is done in a level of comfort that is very hard to describe until it's experienced. But there is no doubt it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way of getting around that. And you're typically in for what, about two or three minutes from what I understand? Yeah. So across the board, two to three minutes, um, our cabins are set at the three minute mark. Uh, when you're dealing with an electric cabin that doesn't use nitrogen, um, you can go a little longer because they don't utilize nitrogen. So um, nitrogen is an extremely, extremely cold element. Um, and because of that, again, we stick within those really safe two to three minute parameters. Um, but other cabins are designed with very hyper cold air. And so therefore you can go just a little bit longer. Uh, I myself have experienced three minutes and 30 seconds in an electric cabin that hasn't had nitrogen in it. Um, and that was intense, but it was a really fun, intense process. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. And I'd imagine since, you know, as you said, you kind of get comfortable at the temperature, there's probably a little bit of like prep that goes into it. Um, and you're not there for too long, relatively speaking, I'd imagine cryotherapy is relatively safe for most people then, you know, I think, I think everyone's seen the little story right now of the former NFL guy, Antonio Brown and the frostbite and all that. I'd imagine that doesn't happen too often. No, yeah. <laughs> I actually entered pretty much I was entering the peak of my career as a cry specialist when that was happening. Um and we we really are uh prevent those things from happening. Um socks are going to be on your feet. Um and most cryotherapy facilities if not all cryotherapy facilities go through the same thing to stop that from happening. Um we take away all moisture. So we don't want you going, you know, having a shower, really working out heavy beforehand, no major oils before you directly before your appointment. 
Um, we give you socks, we give you slippers. Um, we make sure the gents have dry undergarments on. And if the ladies choose to keep their undergarments on, the same will be said. Um, and then we give you a rope for your comfort to make sure you're comfortable. You keep your privacy, you keep your modesty. And we don't take that till you're in the cabin uh, and the doors have been shut and you've been raised. That way we're able to see each other. We're eye level. We've had a conversation that, again, you're comfortable, you're ready to go. And that this is going to be the best thing you've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of things do you talk about with someone for those two to three minutes while they're in there? How do you get someone off the mind of, uh, you know, this is 200 degrees below zero right now? Um, <laughs> my clients will probably say my most famous question is, what'd you do this weekend? <laughs> <There's something laughs> oh, nice what'd you do simple. this weekend? Um, and that that takes their mind off it for a little bit. I have people initially that they don't want to talk to me. Um, they're, they're kind of figuring out, you know, just got to breathe and get through it. Um, and for some, it is more intense. If your uh, body is, you know, in a chronic state of inflammation, if you're not feeling really good and you're just run down and tired, it is going to feel a lot colder for them. And, um, I myself have been there. I was, I'm a chronic pain patient. I've been in a place where cryotherapy has felt more intense than a refreshing experience. Um, so we try very hard here at Vitality to keep that in mind. Um, but how's your weekend? What are you doing this weekend? What are you going to get into? Um, those are my top questions. And then half the time I'm educating. Um, I want my clients to know what they're going to experience and um, how they're going to feel and um, to not deliver any false hope. Um, as great as this sounds, as futuristic as it is, it is a modality. It is a tool in one's tool belt. Um, I have a little saying for myself, to me, it is a magic pill, but I have to take it every day for it to work. If I skip my magic pill, nothing's going to happen. And the same can be said for any therapy, any modality. Yeah, right. And I I like that point of, you know, what you're discussing while someone is in the um, the chamber is going to ultimately have an effect on its effectiveness. Um, because ultimately, if you leave that thing and you remember something bad that just happened or something negative, you're probably going to perceive that whole process as a more negative thing. Or if you mm -hmm. focus on the positives, it's probably going to be a more beneficial thing. Um, and I also like how you mentioned, you know, this is something that you, you utilize yourself. Um, it's not something that you're just kind of like, hey, you know, I think this is great but I've never done it before kind of thing. Um, so I think it's great that you're willing to practice what you preach as the uh, term goes. Oh my gosh, it keeps me put together. So, <laughs> but 100%, but, um, I can't, um, you know, it. one, it helps me kind of describe what my clients are going to experience, um, you know, from, I can't maybe hit every nail on the head. Everyone is going to, you know, feel a little bit different. Um, but that's one of the biggest things is we try to let you know how you're going to feel, uh, what you're going to feel, how, when you go home this evening, what are you going to feel? A lot of clients get, uh, um, major sleep benefit, uh, before, uh, I'm sorry, after their sessions, especially if they pair it with compression recovery, um, that double dose of circulation, um, that bit of, you know, we're reading the metabolic byproduct and compression recovery. Um, they notice a deepened sense of relaxation nine times out of 10. Um, and so a lot of clients experience great night's sleep. 
Um, and for many, that's not a thing that happens often. Um, and that's great feedback, you know? Um, I love hearing that. I know that uh, I suffer from sleep issues. And, and so the fact that cryotherapy can be a tool for that, um, it, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Would you say that's, um, I know you mentioned before that it's kind of becoming a more common theme in the sports medicine or sports recovery industry to use cryotherapy. Would you say that the sleep benefit has kind of been the main driver behind that? Or is there something else that athletes are really jumping to the cryotherapy for? I think that was the pre and post, uh, the pre and post game inflammation, the training. Um, I think the sleep benefit was probably definitely something that they noticed. Um, but I don't think that was their initial drive. Um, <clears throat> what we see nine times out of 10 is individuals um, when it comes to uh, maybe certain pain in areas or, um, you know, maybe they're looking for sleep. Um, the benefits can be reversed, meaning they will notice something before the other. Um, so my sneaky suspicion with the athletes is that they were doing it for the reduction of inflammation, but they began to notice pre and post game benefit. They noticed sleep. They noticed cognitive benefit. Um, the more you do it, your house of benefit bricks become larger. Um, it's very, very cumulative. Your first session, uh, a lot of what makes you feel good is due to the adrenaline, the epinephrine, um, all those chemicals, neurotransmitters, um, that increase in circulation. So that major systemic circulation as well. Um, that's going to make a lot of clients who are stiff, feel more loose, more mobile, more bouncy. Um, and so that contributes to what clients feel a lot of the first time. If you never come back, everything that you have will set back down. Um, and then you may not even notice what you could. Um, I'm someone for me that I noticed uh, weight loss benefits. Um, it wasn't something I was trying to achieve. It's just my uh, sports injury was so bad that I couldn't go to the gym. And so I just, the more I did cryo, there was one day I was like, wow, you're looking rather slim. What's headed? What's going on? Um, and it, it was just piece it all together. Your body goes into a state of cold thermogenesis. Um, you've got the brown fat, the, that is going to contribute over time. Um, and so that is something that's really, really cool. You have to be someone who is willing to do cryotherapy a lot to get that. Um, it was just one of those extras for me because I needed to do it so much to help manage my pain. Um, and I even had skin benefit change. Um, I've worked with ladies that were coming in because they were pre-menopause and they were like, oh, they're hot flashes and they needed anything to just feel better. Um, and then they noticed reduction of cellulite or their skin was more tighter. Um, the complexion changes. Um, there's those sneaky little added benefits that can come with cryotherapy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you touched on so many different effects there. And, um, you know, starting with the sleep, going into the athletic recovery a little bit more, you even mentioned the role of adipose tissue. And um, you, you mentioned the brown fat as well. And correct me if I'm wrong, but most individuals likely have 
heard of or they're familiar with what we call white adipose tissue or um, white fat, for lack of a better way to put it. And essentially, that's kind of just general stored energy, for lack of a better way to put it, whereas the brown adipose tissue is more of your temperature regulating tissue. And that kind of helps you, uh, you know, with cold tolerance, preventing you from maybe shivering every time you go outside in the first drop of the temperature and that sort of thing. It's kind of like a like a built in heater almost. But as yep. a result, it's more of a something that's going to burn calories than something that's just going to store energy from what I understand. And that yep. tends to be something that people want more of in the sense that, you know, you can maintain body fat level, but it's now a body fat that's going to be a metabolic, um, a, a metabolic burner, I'll say, for lack of a better way to put it. So something that's actually going to help us increase our base metabolic rate, burn more calories. So, you know, on our rest days, on our days, we're not training, we're actually getting more caloric expenditure. So it's actually going to help us on those days that we, you know, maybe cheat on our diet or that sort of thing, as opposed yeah. to we have one cheat meal and we just feel completely, you know, train wrecked. Um, I think there's also been um, a study or two that's looked at cryo on the creatine kinase levels as well. Um, which is just a biomarker that builds up in response to activity. And if we have too much creatine kinase, then um, well, excessive levels can lead to something called rhabdo, so excessive muscle tissue breakdown. And from what I understand, cryotherapy also helps reduce levels of creatine kinase as well. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So basically, in summary, um, when I talk to my clients, um, cryotherapy is a nice flush. Um, I think I know which exact study you're talking about too. Um, and it's actually one of my favorites. It, it, does it give you a window of time, like within 12 to 24 hours, if you do cryotherapy, then you're helping reduce those specific levels. I would have to um, pull it up and double check. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, it, there, there is one that talks about that. I can't remember if it might be that one or if it's just, uh, inflammatory cytokines, um, but yeah, within 12 to 24 hours of like strenuous post-exercise, if athletes do cryotherapy, um, they notice either a slow or a reduction. Um, and cryotherapy is just fantastic for helping um, reduce the post-exercise inflammation, the byproducts, creatine uh, kinase. Um, it's also, um, it has this awesome thing with stamina so it can help increase stamina um and the adrenaline and dopamine that helps with beforehand that can help increase performance awesome that's awesome stuff ashley and i love how as you mentioned it kind of benefits a little bit of everything um i, I certainly see a lot of applications for it and you mentioned it's safe to go from training right to cryotherapy very shortly afterwards, which I think is great because I've noticed this trend where athletes especially don't like to take time off their training. Um, so if they had to take, say, two or three days off of training to do cryotherapy, I'd imagine most people wouldn't want to do that. So I think that's really awesome. Now, how about for other factors, right? Like, could I wake up and do cryotherapy in the morning? Could I do it in the evening? You know, does the mm -hmm. timing matter? And would I say, I, I'll say too, would the nutrition matter as well like should someone eat prior to cryotherapy should they wait to eat afterwards or what does the timing there look like yeah so it comes down to customization 
um, because we can't really change the time um, unless you are someone who is younger or older or exhibiting signs within the cabin where I need to pull you out or, you know, you, you're sufficiently cooled, we're done. Um, we really just keep you in for those full three minutes. So we can't customize other than how, when we see you, how often we see you, what time we see you. And it comes down to what you're trying to achieve or uh, how you feel, what you want to feel. Um, I always say, yes, eat beforehand. You don't need a big meal. Think of it like you're going to the gym, you know, give yourself just a little something on the belly, a little pre-workout meal. Your body is going to go through a process. It's not like you're going to get in there and be like, oh my goodness, what is happening? But your body still physically experiences something and physiologically experience something, even if, even if you are not fully aware or conscious of what's happening. So yeah definitely eat something beforehand. Um, I had someone come on a empty stomach once and he looked at me like, Oh, things aren't good. Um, so I have experienced people who have gotten a little nauseous afterwards. Um, it's been a one-time case, but that leads me. That's enough. That one's enough. Let's put something on the belly before we come to cryo. Um, timing, um, as far as like, when do I see you? Do I see you in the morning? Do I see you in the evening? Um, it depends. I've had a lot of people feedback wise, um, they get really energized. Um, so we may pair them with compression. Let's bring them down. Let's get them you know, a little more off that ledge and let's send them home or let's back it up. Let's see you in the morning if you're someone versus I'm typically an individual. If I'm tired already and I do cryo, I'm already going to be more tired. So it really doesn't matter whether it's the morning or afternoon. Um, but I'm also an individual, I've done it for a very long time. So my body has, in a sense, adapted to certain aspects. Um, but yeah, it really just comes down to what you want to achieve. And a lot of my clients, we play it out together. Um, I've worked with enough individuals where I have come to find, uh, when it comes to compression and cryo, um, we'll swap it. You know, we, we can play with that. So we are able to customize treatments um, to make individuals feel a certain way. Let, do you know, do you want more energy? Do you want to be more calm? Do you, you know, do you need to sleep? You know, how can we try to achieve this? We have, we know how nine times out of 10, how individuals are going to feel. Um, but alternative wellness is one of those things uh, where feedback is you have to give it to us. You have to let us know that way we're, we're able to, you know, go into that loop and continue to try to make you feel your best. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And you mentioned a couple of times in there about, you know, the importance of repeating if you want long lasting benefits from this, how often do you find people come back to you or people come back weekly or monthly or how much frequency should people be quote unquote dosing with uh, for cryo? Yeah. Um, so it again comes down to what we've got going on. Um, I try very hard to make sure if you're chronic pain, if you've got some sort of autoimmune condition, you know, we've got you for a couple of months. We, you know, at least let's give us 90 days. You know, um, we don't have to see you every day for 90 days, three to five sessions a week, four to five sessions a week are that's fan that's that's amazing. You know, we're hopefully going to really feel something with that. Um, but, you know, if I just see you a couple times, 
and you've got something going on or you're really trying to achieve something, well, we might not get there. Um, I was someone who was, I was 60 days, probably 60 to 90 days deep before I really began to, okay, wow, life is not going to be bleak. I'm going to be okay. Um, and I've had other clients, you know, feedback was, wow, yeah, that one session I felt good. It wasn't really till I was 30 days in that I felt really good. So it is something that does take some time. I do see a lot of individuals. If you're young and you don't really have a whole lot going on, you know, you can come in, you do a session and you're going to feel fantastic. You know, I'll see you in another 15, 20 days. Um, but most of us are, are trying to achieve something. We're trying to fight something. We've got pain. We've got anxiety. Um, regular uh, folk who don't really have to try to battle anything one to two times a week. Um, and then athletes or uh, individuals who maybe have a little more pain than others, two to three times a week. Um, you can absolutely get to a maintenance phase. It is not something you have to do all the time, every day. Um, I myself now, I'm one to two times a week. Um, I obviously know how well um, I feel the more I do it, but I don't have to do it all the time now. Uh, and the same can be said for a lot of individuals. You know, it's a tool in your tool belt, just like anything else. Um, you know, how uh, and how do we apply it? What do you want to apply it to? You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. And I like how you've continued to come back to the point that, you know, we, we can apply it to athletes, but we can also apply it to a variety of different things. We can apply it for energy level. We can apply it for recovery. It's one tool that can be used in a number of different ways, right? Um, yeah. And I think that uh, really is, I'll call it unique about cryotherapy in the sense that it can do so many different things for us, as opposed to this is our one tool, it's going to do this one thing, here's the one effect you're going to have. Um, I like when you can impact a variety of different systems on the body. Um, we've talked a lot about the benefits and all the um, all the cool stuff that comes from it, I'll call it. Um, but that. how about, uh, you know, is there anyone who shouldn't do cryotherapy? Is there anyone who's kind of excluded from the group here, so to speak? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few, um, cardiac issues, uh, major circulatory issues, um, cancer, major tumor diseases, um, uncontrolled diabetes, um, uncontrolled hypertension. Um, so we do need folks to be relatively healthy. Um, other things that we will look for, you know, gangrene, is there any major open sores? Have you recently had surgery? You know, is your body under a stress right now where do we need to put it under any more stress essentially? Um, certain conditions even, um, if I have no experience with it, I will very quickly, hey, let's talk to your doctor. I'm not a medical professional. I'm a professional within my field. I'm very good at what I do, um, but we wanna make sure you're safe. This is a tool to make you feel better. We don't wanna make you worse. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And you mentioned the surgical side. Is there generally a timeline post-operatively that you're putting people into the cryotherapy or is it very variable? Four to six weeks. Um, it could be up to eight. It depends, uh, depends on the surgery. 
So um, if you've had something, you know, a little quick, we've got like, you know, some stitches on the arm, they've recently come out and we've got fresh skin. We're at four week mark. We're good. You know, if we've had something more invasive, we've had a joint replaced, um, you know, like lap band surgery, things like that. We're extending a lot more time. Um, we're waiting until they've got clearance from doctors, essentially. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense there that you would kind of vary it based on the extent of what was done there. And um, I, I think that it's kind of an interesting field. I'm interested to see how cryotherapy evolves in the post-operative uh, population here long term, because I do think that controlling inflammation and reducing pain are two very applicable things for most patients in that realm, I'll say. Very, very. Um, you know, just like with pre and post physical therapy, um, they run that hand in hand, you know, they need each other, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I got to say, I'm definitely excited to kind of chill in one of these cryotherapy chambers tomorrow. Um, and it, it's interesting. I've just had excitement for it. I haven't been like nervous. I haven't been like, wow, this is really cold. Like, I don't know, this is this is really exciting to me. No, it's going to be very exciting. Um, you're going to have an awesome time. Uh, you're going to, as I like to say, uh, you're going to arrive with curiosity, uh, but you're going to leave with an experience. Um, it is, there's no other way to describe it other than it's cold, but it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the rush you feel when you step out or... Um, you know, it could be euphoric, it could be calming, it's different for everyone. Um, that is what people grow to love. Like I have one specific client, she swore she couldn't do this. She told me up and down, it's never going to happen. She's never going to last. But you know, she was desperate for relief. And I told her, you've got this, it's no big deal. Uh, and she started off with not being able to talk to me. She was ready to bust out the cabin. And now she talks. She talks back. She listens to her music. She's in there spicy, dancing in the cabin. Um, it is such a fantastic uh, experience. It's a fantastic tool. You're going to love it. I am so excited for you to try it. I am so excited for you to experience it. So it, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, I'm generally an energetic person. So I'm hoping this kind of further energizes me for the rest of the day here. Um, if not, then I certainly could always use a better night's sleep. Uh, I feel like we all could. So very excited for this, Ashley. I know we've discussed a lot on the different mechanisms behind cryotherapy and some of the different applications. Is there any other thoughts or remarks that you want to make on the topic of cryo hmm. other than that it is simply the evolution of just cold therapy um that really sums it up you know it, it's the next step um there's a lot of people that are hesitant um and there's no reason to be you know um, if I broke down the word cryotherapy, it simply just means cold therapy. And so if you've ever put a bag of peas on your leg at the home, you're already a cryosapient. So you already have done cold therapy. You already should be doing whole body cryotherapy. That's awesome. That's awesome. And for people who want to find out more about Vitality and uh, check you guys out on the Eastern Shore of Maryland, where can they find you at? 
yeah, so they can check us out on our website. Um, it's vitalitycryocare.com. Um, and they can always give us a call. Um, like I said, we're geared to be the first one, uh, the first client process. We understand most individuals have never, they have no idea what they're going to experience, what, you know, what's taking place. Uh, and so if, if you need more information, call us, you know, talk to us. We're, we're so ready. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I really like that and respect that about you is I've noticed in the past, there's a lot of providers who are very happy to get people in and take their money. Um, but it's nice to know that you're actually going to educate individuals on what they're getting into and what the effects are going to be and how to customize it a little bit more for them and just making sure that it's the right thing for them in the first place. Um, you know, ultimately, I don't think you find people like that too much. So it's awesome to know someone like yourself and awesome to have you down here on the Eastern Shore. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I try very hard. I'm, I'm born and raised uh, on the shore. So um, I just wanted to give my little piece, you know, I, I've experienced care that wasn't always the best. And I've experienced amazing care that has just made me want to be, you know, give, give even harder. Um, so it simply, you know, come full circle is it, it's my passion. I love what I do. Um, I get to make people feel so good I get to make them feel better um and that just that's all where the energy comes from yeah yeah I love that I love that Ashley thank you so much for your time today really appreciate it for sure thanks Dan can't wait to see you tomorrow so finished up my uh first session of cryotherapy here and I did three minutes in the uh, chamber and it got pretty cold um, there's some surprises. So first off, I didn't realize that you kind of spin as the, uh, as the cryotherapy thing is going, uh, and you do that to kind of make sure that all the, uh, cold stuff doesn't go right onto one part of your skin. You kind of want to get everything, uh, uniformly. So you kind of spin as you go. And I didn't realize that overall, it did not feel as cold as I thought it would. I didn't know what I was going to you know, I, I didn't quite think what I was going to process when it was that cold. Uh, it certainly did not feel as cold as I thought I would. Uh, I, I was definitely wide awake afterwards and pretty alert and energetic the rest of the day. Um, I slept awesome that night when I hit the bed. I was just out um, and I, I definitely got a very restful, restorative night of sleep. Um, but I felt really good the rest of the day, slept good, felt good the next day. Um, oh, and after the cryo, I did half an hour in the uh, Normatec compression boots uh, as well. So that might have had an influence there as well, just to kind of help with uh, circulation standpoint and that sort of thing. But overall, I would say this is definitely a very powerful combination. And I was certainly impressed with it. And I can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you liked this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend, subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes, and leave a review. This way we can spread knowledge and motivation and help reach more people. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.